Hey there, folks. Before we start this episode, I unfortunately have some sad news to pass along. The day after we recorded this, we were deeply saddened to learn that Jeremy Wade Mullins had died in a tragic accident. Jeremy, as you may remember, was a professor at the Sequential Art Department of Savannah College of Art and Design. We had talked with Jeremy and several of his students on the show before, and then he had become a regular contributor with his weekly webcomic segment. Jeremy was an incredibly involved and dedicated teacher, and his love of comics in all of their forms was only matched by his passion to educate aspiring artists and push them to greater heights. Last week, the comics world lost one of its great ambassadors, and around comics lost one of its family. Jeremy was only 32 years old. Jeremy, buddy, you will be missed. Our thoughts and prayers go out to your friends and family and all of the students and faculty at the Savannah College of Art and Design. You're listening to Around Comics, episode 240, the road trip episode, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Netflix. I pull out of Pittsburgh, down the eastern seaboard. Just a bit outside. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And uh, Around Comics is normally recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. But this week, we're coming to you from somewhere on I-94 in between Chicago and Milwaukee. Yeah. Yes. That's highway. right. Highway. Get on the highway. This is our uh, our second annual road trip episode. Uh, each year, we uh, we take a trip up to up to Milwaukee and Miller Park. CB Town. Breaker, breaker. We got Smokey. Hey, good buddy. <laughs> Hey there, folks. I'm Christopher Neesman, and uh, I'm with Tom. Hi. And Sal. Hello. And uh, we're on our way to Milwaukee to watch a little baseball. <laughs> it is. High energy. This is not like our tired, our tired, lame Friday night podcast where we've had like one beer and we're sleepy. <laughs> this is us fresh. Yes, good morning. morning. Ready to go after a cup of coffee. Yeah. Good yes. Good night's sleep, cup yeah. of coffee. We're on the road to play, or watch baseball. Play yeah, we're going to play. We're, we're going to play. Yeah, the Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce and the White Sox both we can take could them. use some help. Yeah. I, think, uh, I might start, you know, I might be the starting pitcher for the White Sox. I'm a, I'm a shifty middle reliever. <laughs> with deceptive, with decept, deceptive breaking balls. Yeah. On that note, uh, if you are a first time listener, this is uh, not one of our regular episodes. This is our, our, our road trip. So uh, we're away from our normal recording studio. Studio, studio at studio. at Dark Tower Comics, but uh, uh, this episode Ooh, is st- White Sox. Hey, hey! <laughs> this episode is still brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade; has never been easier. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hard deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over fifty dollars do in fact ship for free. And uh, right now, our bu- our book club. 
uh, selection is Justice League International uh, Volume 1, and you can pick that up for 47% off the cover price. I think it's $9.42. I'm doing this totally notes-free today. I'm hey. impressed. Yeah, not bad, huh? I'm doing this driving behind an asshole from Michigan. <laughs> uh, well, guys, good morning. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. Good afternoon. It's afternoon. Good is afternoon. it? It is. Is afternoon. it? Oh my gosh! It is afternoon. We're we're running behind. But uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we've said it before. I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast that uh, and picked up on it that if there was one other thing out there that the three of us can get together and talk about or enjoy together, it would be baseball and or uh, prostitutes or prostitutes. Drink uh, it. And this, uh, drinking orange, bird dog and chicks. <laughs> this, uh, this carload is the the ultimate Cubs nightmare. Uh, I'm a Cardinal fan. Tom is a Brewers fan, and Sal is a White Sox fan. So Go White Sox! All, uh, all good, Go good mis- Midwestern baseball. We're so regional today. I feel like we're really letting our regional influences let go we're just ragging on people from michigan <laughs> soccer people playing soccer from foreign countries just like really really letting all of our our regional prejudices really flow assholes and bmws assholes, foreign cars <laughs> fuckers oh. and BMWs. Well, talking about regional things, uh, I was telling Sal all week about the uh, secret stadium sauce at Miller Park. Yeah, it's so. just barbecue sauce and ketchup. But <laughs> obviously, secret not a, a well-kept secret. Yeah, obviously. sorry, I broke. I broke the secret. Spoiler! <laughs> Spoilers on the secret stadium sauce. I'm looking forward to trying it on uh, some chorizo. Some they have chorizo. What do they have? Like, is it a sausage? Chorizo? Oh, broth. Yes. Sausage yeah, broth. Yeah, like in a bun. Nice. Noise. Yeah. So we get the the sausage race today. The uh, the the multinational sausage race. Yeah, They're very from diverse all up there. over the world. Germany, Poland, Italy, Italy, Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> all your great sausage countries. <laughs> all of your greatest sausage countries. Well, I tell you what. Let's uh let's talk about some comic books. One of the things that uh, that was fun this morning. Uh, Sal was tied up in traffic, so I was able to come over to Tom's house and and hang out for a little bit. And, and Tom has a lot of old book. Yep. just kind of strewn around his his apartment. Sort of spread everywhere. I wake up and I grab a few and I just sort of toss them everywhere when I know company's coming over. So <laughs> it's like an Easter egg hunt. It's like pillows. Yeah, find your, find your Marvel team up over in the corner. <laughs> There's 13 Marvel team ups hidden in the house. <laughs> there find was them all. There was some awesome Marvel team up uh, strewn around the house. I, I was looking at the Marvel team up uh, Spider Man and the Inhumans yeah. fighting Kang. Yeah, you were laughing. You were enjoying it. It was the most uh, fun I've seen you have reading a Marvel comic in In years. In In years. In a while. In a while. One of the things, one of the things I noticed that we were talking about is that ads in comics have gotten kind of annoying, or they're just kind of there. You just, yeah. I I don't look at any of the ads. Yeah, you don't see. Yeah, fishing. Yeah, an ad for uh, fishing uh, bait. Bait yeah, there's a bait, a bait and tackle ad. This is uh, a 1976 Marvel yeah, team see. up. Let's take a quick look through here. Look, I'm gonna read it off, and you say yes or no. You'd buy this. Three complete fishing outfits for 12.95. Oh yes, oh, yes. Okay, that's, that's uh, a deal. I'm uh, learning. Uh, a degree That's, program from the Cleveland Institute of Electronics. But you have you have to read what the ad says. Okay, it's so awesome. The day Bill told off his boss. <laughs> Get in here, Bill. I want to talk to you. You punched in seven minutes late. I'm docking you an hour's pay, and it better not happen again or else. Now, Bill says, oh, yeah? I got news for you, Mr. Bemis. I've got a new job offer with a real future at twice the money. 
Huh, anybody would be crazy to pay you that much. That's what you think. I've been <laughs> learning electronics in my spare time uh, at home. Just electronics. From the Cleveland Institute of Electronics. And now I can take my pick of good jobs. See, that's what you get from the Cleveland Institute of Electronics. And this is all set up black and white photos with, with word yeah. balloons set I up like comic style. It's Cleveland awesome. Cleveland Institute of Electronics still exists. Uh, I was sure. It, probably. It's probably still around. You know, it's a smaller school. I'd like to see, like... The graduates that went to it because of that ad. I'd like yeah. to see where they are <laughs> what now. Happened like, what happened anyone, to anyone out there that's listening to this that went to the Cleveland Institute of Electronics <laughs> because of this ad in Marvel Team Up, please email us at yes. info at aroundcomics.com. For 99 cents, and I would buy this, a giant lifelike karate practice dummy. Oh, yeah. so you can for 99 cents? Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Includes illustrated karate instruction program, so you know where to hit it. I'll make you a master of karate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I mean, these, uh, there's some awesome, there's uh, an outdoor career, learning how to be like a, uh, a, a wildlife management. <laughs> Going off the road a little, sorry. Uh, that's alright. <laughs> We're gonna die. Play guitar in seven days. Oh, I mean, that's, man. This, uh, this book could have changed my life. You could get, I know people make the assumption that comic book fans never got laid, but listen, <laughs> if you learned how to play guitar in seven days... <laughs> And, and new karate, karate. Oh. and you had a degree from the Cleveland Institute of Electronics. <laughs> Man, you're getting so much tail. You seen the ladies in Cleveland? <laughs> you could be president maybe if you you followed all these programs. And then, it, well, is there a Charles Charles Atlas ad in there at all? For uh, yeah, but, but, but I assume karate took the place of it. There's the also an ad for a man's wig. Seven ninety five. A lot of bald guys. A lot of bald guys. Kind of. A lot of bald old guys reading comics. 40 red china stamps. Chi Whoa. Communist Whoa, stamps. Communist stamps? I mean, uh, this, this, this is like a, uh, all the ads are a lesson in how to get ladies. All the stuff women love. <laughs> Karate, guitar. Well, you gotta, you gotta pull out that, uh, the Marvel team up with, uh, Spider-Man and the not ready for primetime players. Saturday Night Live, yeah, where Spider-Man, uh, meets the cast of Saturday Night Live. Uh, I believe the Silver Samurai is involved. What uh, what cast members was it? The uh, original crew. It's the crew? original. Wow. Not ready for primetime players. Wow. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Bill and Murray, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, plus Lauren Michaels and Stan Lee himself. <laughs> <laughs> what issue is that? Uh, this is Marvel Team Up seventy uh, four, and actually, I think I have a Whitman version. This is a. And there's an ad for Bad News Bears Go to Japan. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, that's classic film. stuff. So it's all good. Have you guys ever ordered, I mean, like when you were kids, did you ever order anything out of a comic book? I'm, I got the X-ray specs. Did you order oh, the yeah. X-ray? Yeah, yeah. I know I have ordered a few I ordered a few things, but I'm trying to remember what exactly. I think probably like seahorses. I think I ordered seahorses at one time. <laughs> did you, how did it work Sea out? monkeys. Sorry, sea monkeys. Sea yeah, monkeys. sea monkeys, not seahorses. Uh, they were, you know, brine. <laughs> they, they're dro fro they're freeze-dried brine, and you put them in water, and they float around. And it wasn't that exciting. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't like the ad. Oh yeah, well, the ad you know. has them like they have like glasses, and they're reading newspapers. <laughs> yeah, like, you're gonna have a miniature society. Was, wasn't like that. I don't. I don't think I ever the X-ray specs, but there was a couple other things. I, like chattering teeth. I think I. Had a had a pair of those. And I think I, I ordered a whoopee cushion. <laughs> I, I love those ads. I ordered a He-Man poster and never got it. <laughs> you know, there was something. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. I wish I could remember what it was. But I ordered something. It was probably like a... Uh, 
I don't know what it, but yeah, I never got it either, and I was I was I was pissed for a long time about that. that I was never, angry because every day I would like wait for the mail to come because I thought today would be the day that I would get my He-Man poster, <laughs> and then after I had like three four months, I was like, I'm not going to show. I guess this thing's not showing up. <laughs> what do you do at that point? Uh, yeah, who do you possess the day night. when it was all like PO, strange PO boxes, right? Like, right. Or some fucking burnout probably from the Cleveland Institute of Electronics <laughs> dropout. <laughs> some Cleveland Institute of Electronics dropout. He's selling He-Man yeah, posters. Yeah, selling He-Man posters and like processing all these money orders and cleverly concealed dollar bills. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, I remember sending cash in the mail oh, for yeah. stuff, you know. I was like, God, I wouldn't even think about that now. It's like, there was a different time where I guess, you know, oh, yeah, put, you know, six fifty in an in envelope, a envelope yeah. and mail it off. Oh, like. And then be shocked if something didn't show up. <laughs> and then something, yeah, that was there. It was all you were super. You, you were willing to lose that money because there's always the chance that it just wasn't gonna. It was never. Gonna yeah, come, it just wasn't. It just wasn't gonna. You took that chance, you know. You it was that, worth it. Though. Yeah, to get the X-ray you, specs. Or, did you get that mail order like Sergeant Slaughter figure or whatever? When it wasn't, it was oh, the GI Joe with like your. That name. was the mail away only figure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got my. <laughs> oh, you yeah. still have it. Yeah. Oh, I, no. I mean... I was digging through storage, and I found uh, a box with a bunch of crap from, from whenever I was growing up. And I had childhood just, memories, you mean. A, a, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of uh, just dog-eared, wet-soiled G.I. Joe cards from the back of oh, the... Yeah. from the From the back of the, um, the, uh, the, the cards, it's basically. Yeah, that's yeah. how you knew their specialties. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have them... Do, you're going to have... Uh, uh, Snake Eyes doing roadblocks job. You don't know what they're <laughs> You're not that. sure. You're not sure you know, what you gotta know to be who's doing. a demolition expert yeah. and which guy's a machine gunner. And I thought that's how the army really worked. I well. thought like <laughs> you join the army and you find like you're you're you they assign you be, a costume and then teach yeah, you how to use it. But you you, <laughs> but you have you a special. You can be eccentric and have your own weird quirks. You know you could be shipwreck. You know, like, I thought it was the, the army. They was worked cool. to you. They yeah. figured out like, how you, you fit in. What is this young man very good yeah, at? Yeah. And we He's will, a little odd. He dresses strangely. Almost the exact opposite of how the actual <laughs> military works. Where they beat every ounce <laughs> of originality individual. out of you. Yeah. What, what do you want to do, son? Uh, well, I want to work on uh, on airplane engines. Right, oh, oh, cook it is. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I what do you want to do? I want to be like Chuckles. I want to wear like a Hawaiian shirt and. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't exist. Here's a mop. This yeah, here's... Uh, <laughs> why don't you run through this obstacle course 400 times? There's <laughs> yeah. a scraper. Go get the barnacles off that fucking warship for the next six months. When do I get my individual... When do I get my individualized uh, costume reflecting my <laughs> unique uniform. personality? Uh, yeah, that's... I want, a, I want a sword. <laughs> Are you guys excited for the G.I. Joe movie? I am. I think it looks cool. I know yeah, people are yeah. kind of bitching about it because yeah. it's like... You know, it's not. It's not exactly what it's not like serious. Well, yeah, it's well, no, that it's not like you don't have the guys in their costumes, and you know, I mean, yeah. you have snake eyes, but other than that, the rest of them are wearing like battle armor kind of things. And, but I don't give a shit. I think it looks cool. I think you know, it looks like a cool action movie. Yeah, I go I Joe. I, I've, go I've, Joe. I've learned to try and totally separate any of my comic book or childhood. Uh, perceptions whenever it comes to remakes or, or movies yeah. on, on any of these properties and just go and see it for what it is. What was Cobra's uh, political, like, do we ever really know what, what they Cobra wanted? was after? What if Cobra was after, like, universal healthcare? <laughs> and, like, G.I. <laughs> Joe is really just sort of this arm of, like, uh, like, 
a George W. Bush like president who is like, we can't have universal uh, health care. Universal health care. And he was trying to Pizzas shut will down. cost fifty dollars. Yeah, he's yeah. like, this isn't how it's gonna. Oh, we can't allow this. Yeah. Uh, in, in like, they're Cobra fighting was for pro labor. I, I, they're fighting for stem cell research. <laughs> yeah. Do we know what Cobra's poli- <laughs> political aims were? They're real I, liberals. I, th- I think it was more along the lines of world domination, but. You know, you may not it want to quote me on assumed, that. I guess. I guess know. you can't think of uh, Cobra Commander as uh, a philosopher king type. You know, like a benevolent <laughs> dictator. <laughs> he ruled with an iron fist, but I, I think you know there was maybe some uh, some hard justice there that he lived by. You know, a little bit of uh, eye for an eye. Old and... Testament style. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, he was very Old, old Testament. Testament. He's an Old Testament <laughs> type guy. <laughs> he didn't fuck around. You know, he the guy. And then he had what was the other guy? The guy with the silver mask? Destro? Oh, Destro. Yeah, I don't know what his. He was just like a freelancer, right? He was sort of like mercenary, an independent yep. mercenary gun runner. Why didn't GI Joe offer him more money? Yeah, they could have pulled him over. It's like he wasn't. I guess inherently... the U.S. government probably doesn't have. Uh, um, <laughs> what were the two mercenary. twins with them? All the money. Oh, uh, Zaytar and Tomaz and Zemot. <laughs> you know, your your common them. super rich brothers with weird birth birthmarks. Was that a birthmark on their face? What did they have? I don't know if there's a birthmark or a tattoo. I still love that story of, uh, what, one of your friends was at a party yeah, or something? Yeah, called me in the middle of the night to find out what those guys' names were. <laughs> what were the twins that funded Cobra? <laughs> Tomas and Zaymon. Thank you. Click. Click. <laughs> I never really got into the, the G.I. Joe comic book. It was, I, well, I've talked about this before. It's like, I've, there was all sorts of, like, cartoons and toys and stuff that I got into. Transformers. Yeah, but I never liked the comic book versions of those things, for whatever yeah. reason. I just never... Really I hear the new current G.I. Joe is very good. I've been waiting for the trades to come out and the, the IDW... Uh... They're they're very good, and they're very different. Uh, the the regular Joe series You can is... definitely get in the Express line. Alright. Yeah, the, the, the regular Joe series is... Uh, you know, just kind of a, a, a new spin on it. The GI Joe Origins is written by Larry Hama, and it's it's like the old school Joe comics. Yeah. And then uh, GI Joe Cobra is uh, Christos Gage, and I forget the uh, the other guy who is, is kind of co-writing that. Uh, but it's it's fantastic. That's the Chuckles series, yeah. and it's if you like espionage, it's fantastic. It, it is, is fantastic. fantastic. I mean, it's one of my favorite books. Yes. Go Joe. I, I'm starting to have doubts whether this express lane is actually express. It's one lane. Yeah. we. It's we, going a little bit slower than the regular yeah, lane. Yeah, for, for, for those of you listening that uh, have never been to the upper Midwest, we have two seasons here. Winter and road construction. construction yeah. Winter and, and construction. And we are in the middle of road construction season. So uh, This construction uh, has been going on for... Oh, about eight years, years now, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. About eight years. Someday... Someday there'll just be a day when the roads are just, it's just open. Wide it'll open. be, it'll be one it'll be day like and then, the, and then they'll start over yeah. again. But, uh, yes, we are, we're hitting road construction, but, uh, oh, Tom, you had, uh, you had some other books that you want to talk about from, uh, from last night. Express lanes grind Stop. to a halt. Oh. oh, Jesus. This was a mistake. This was a mistake, Tom. Wow. We're, 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 Tom, you're, you're from up here. All right, fuck it. Let's pull over and just, uh, we can barbecue, barbecue here. Barbecue here on the side of the road until things clear up. I'm telling you there was an accident or something. I'll just be upset. Pull your car over to the side of the road. <laughs> if you're in an accident, get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> did you ever, you guys ever see, um, God, I can't even remember the name of the movie. It was, it was, it was a bad 80s sort of comedy. Really, really bad. Like, oh, really cheap. And I don't remember the name of it, but 
it was like a huge traffic jam in like California, like on the expressways. There's like this gigantic traffic jam. That's the plot and, of the movie. Yeah, basically that's, <laughs> that's the plot of the movie. That's, and that's terrible. Yeah, it was, well, I told you it was a terrible, terrible movie. And like you just have like hundreds of people out on the expressway with like all of a sudden like everybody has like beach balls and barbecues and I don't remember where the movie went. From There's there. a romance. Probably, yeah. So this was a two-hour movie, or now probably probably hour and a half half, about a a traffic jam. I believe so, yeah. I can't remember the title. If anyone remembers the title of that movie, it was terrible. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that Sal's Nobody. actually just, I mean, just having a, like, a weird remembrance from his I think childhood. You're pitching that could movie be. Right maybe now. I'm pitching. Yeah, no, I, I think it, you it were may have been Mark, ha- Mark Hamill might have been in it. From, you know, ah, Corvette Summer. Corvette Summer, and yeah. it was that quality a movie. That's basically what you know. It was like I don't. There may have been so more it was awesome. to it than that. I loved Corvette Summer. You loved Corvette. Summer. I loved Corvette oh Summer. I've never seen Corvette Summer. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. I just the title alone makes me think like this movie is not for me. <laughs> the setup is that is that Mark Hamill uh, what moves out to California? Well, he's no. driving. He's got to drive a Corvette. From... Well, yeah. He well he no he buys this old beat oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah, Corvette yeah, yeah. and he totally re um, it yeah rebu- rebuilds it. From but he like scratch. pimps it out, you know, nineteen seventies you know style. Yeah, like, yeah. candy apple yeah. red. And then uh, um, he ends up getting getting pulled into some uh, like carjacking yeah, operation. Sort of weird. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they 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 jack the the Corvette. They paint it gold. He tracks it down, and the guy I guess wants him to work for him, jacking cars, and then and then he's like the best. He's the best. He's the, the best, best at this car. Jacker and and so he he agrees, but it, the best car jacker, yeah, basically. Yeah. But 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 he agrees, but it's all a scheme for him to get his, his Corvette, Corvette back. back. And he's chasing it around the country, and right? he's like yeah. trying to. Yeah, okay, so if this and there's was a adapted to do a comic book, who would you want to write the comic book version of Corvette Summer? <laughs> oh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Alan Moore the, the, who would draw the Corvette Summer comic book? Oh God. Uh, who would draw? Corvette? Howard Shaken. Howard, Helen Moore and Howard Shaken working on Corvette Summer. Actually, Shaken really would work well for Corvette Summer. Right now, now. Uh, how long of a series? Do you think it would be like a stand-like thing where it would be 30 issues? <laughs> like, I mean, I think. Hey, they're, ma- they're making, what, 32 issues At out of point, uh, Android's Dream of uh, Electric Sheep, right? That yeah, was a novella. A thirty-two part, thirty-two part Corvette Summer. Four. At it's some, four eight-part miniseries. <laughs> at some Corvette point, Summer. we really delve into the mind of the Corvette. <laughs> yeah, and, it's told. Yeah, Alan Moore tells it from the point of view of the <laughs> carburetor in the, yeah. in the Corvette. It becomes a, a very Night Rider-like yeah. scene. It's, it becomes a sentient car. There's oh, a YouTube yeah. video of him reading the dialogue as the voice of the Corvette. <laughs> Hot dude. Driving on highway. <laughs> yeah. It's like a very Rorschach esque carburetor. Sun is sun is sun oxidizing is oxidizing my paint. <laughs> what's uh what's your what's your favorite road trip movie? Well we're talking road trips. Um road trip it's still probably like, you know Corvette uh, Summer. Yeah, Corvette Summer is <laughs> number one. It's probably, about the uh, it's probably still uh you know uh What's it? The Griswolds. Uh, oh, uh, uh, vacation? vacation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty classic. I think I probably watched that movie roughly a thousand times. Yeah. Now, comic book version of Vacation. Who writes that? To capture uh, the essence of Giffen. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really good Giff- choice. Giffen would probably do that really well, and then have like 
Alex Ross art. <laughs> Alex Ross doing a painted Clark Griswold. I'm, I'm thinking family trust. Well, just just because I'm loving mysterious, the unfathomable, I can really see Tom Fowler. Oh, doing. Tom, oh yeah, 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 Tom Fowler Giffen doing. And Fowler, yeah. Giffen and Fowler doing uh, vacation. vacation. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. That would that would actually I would buy that. <laughs> yeah, probably new vacation. Comic book version. Yeah. IDW, get on it. I'm surprised there wasn't a comic book version of oh, there Vacation probably was. back then. There probably was. It but was I still love that movie. Uh, uh, other, I'm trying, I'm trying you know, to remember. There, there, there were all the, the scavenger hunt, the cross country scavenger Oh, Cannonball Run. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite. Oh, it's uh, a mad, road mad, trip. mad, mad world. Yeah, that one, you know. I love that movie. It, no, it's cool. It's a cool movie. And Those all, movies but... are sort of dated by the level of the celebrities in it. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you're kind of like. Who are some of these? It's kind of like, it's kind of like watching uh, 1970s episodes of Hollywood Squares. Yeah, you're like, I don't know who they, who these people are. I'm not sure what they've been in anymore. Yeah, Most of them are dead. Comic book version of Cannonball Run. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, that would... That would be a good. That'd comic be awesome. Book. I thought I actually I was thinking about that before. I was like, man, somebody should do that. Bring that back. <laughs> Cannonball Run. You know, you could really spice it up and and uh, who could? Let's see, who would. This is a good topic for the community who should do Cannonball, Cannonball Run, Run comic oh. book. Uh, Cannonball Run of ca- comic like books. Who like real good big group? Uh, George group. Perez. George Perez <laughs> drawing it. There we go. George Perez draws Dude. Cannonball Run. Oh. That'd be Dude, pretty good. Cannonball Run comic book. And, and who would write it then? Uh, uh, Ed Brubaker. Brubaker? <laughs> no. John's maybe. maybe Mad Fraction. John. Mad Fraction, Cannonball Run. Fra- you know, Fraction would actually, I think he I would I don't know if Fraction's got the sense of humor for that. I don't know. For a Cannonball Run? For a Cannonball Run. It's it's a little, I don't know. Bendis? He's a little highbrow for, for Cannonball Run, I think. Bendis doing a Cannonball Bendis, Run. Bendis actually <laughs> you know, probably could. could do a fucking Cannonball Run. <laughs> maybe, so, I don't know. Bendis yeah, with maybe. A George Perez. Do, Bendis, George Perez. Doing Cannonball. Cannonball Run. Not bad, not bad. I think I might have to pick that up. Just for Captain Chaos. I already missed Dom Delwies. Dom Delwies. You know, I gotta say though, my probably my favorite. I love Cannonball Run, but and I like Smoking the Bandit. But probably one of my favorite uh, Burt Reynolds movies is uh, uh, Hooper. Is that right? Hooper? Is that the name of it? Man, I don't know. Where he's the stunt man? I thought you were gonna say with, Evening uh, Shade, White Lightning, the TV show. He, he's a stunt man. Is it Hooper? I think it's Hooper. He's a stuntman, and he's like an uh, an kind of an aging stuntman in Hollywood. And J. Michael Vincent comes in as the young, up and coming stuntman. <laughs> and the whole movie is just filled with like other actual stuntmen. No, no, nothing, nothing screams awesome like competing stuntmen. Well, the, <laughs> that's something that modern that I think nowadays with CGI. We you don't, don't, you don't have, have the great. That. We don't have the great stuntmen of the past that yeah. I can rattle off. Oh, what was the what was the, <laughs> the the Fall Guy? Fall Guy. The Fall, fall Guy. guy oh, yeah. I mean, who didn't stay at home on what Tuesday night or whatever it was I to think watch Fall, fall guy, guy? Was a little before. I kind of remember the Fall Guy a little bit. Like my, I think I think my dad really. really well, I think Fall Guy fall really guy. came out of Hooper. Probably. Should I get out of yeah. the Express? Yeah. Maybe get out of the Express. Since the Express does not seem to seem seem to be very Express. But you know what that means. That, that means now this lane, lane will now come to a screeching halt. It's me. It's my car. Whenever I get in the lane, this isn't that bad. Nah. It's not. Uh, but yeah, he was an aging stuntman, and J. Michael Vincent is like the young. And the whole movie is just them like drinking and getting in like things so they could have like these huge 
stunt things. Stunt yeah, stunt, stunt stuff. <laughs> you know, I was like, it, like they, get, they, they go into I'll a bar and they just have like this huge, like classics bar fight uh, with all these other stunt men. So it's sort of like it's sort of campy because it's like they're fighting. And I think uh, what's his name, Terry Bradshaw's in it. He plays one of the stunt men. And wow, there's a bunch <laughs> of guys. And it's, I love the movie. It's I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a '70s Burt Reynolds movie and. I wanted to be a stuntman after seeing that. I was like, wow, that you would be... You wanted to be a stuntman. Well, then I found out, you know, there was real, like, danger You could get hurt. Yeah, you could really get hurt <laughs> being a stuntman. You, you could really... get hurt real bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you can get hurt. Once I found that out, I kind of didn't want to be a stuntman anymore. You wanted to be, like, the safe stuntman. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to do, like, small falls. I fall up into a... Like, you know, like, like a, like a, a uh, Jack Tripper stuntman. Yeah. Okay, you know, I could roll over a couch or something and, you <laughs> Take know... Take a jump from a four-foot ledge. Yeah, like, yeah. No, a mattress. No problem, I could do that. But, you know, the jumping out of a helicopter... And there were some awesome stunts in it. There was, like, you know, jumping out... There was one where J. Michael Vincent, like, leaps out of a helicopter into a... Uh, pool or something and then the big thing at the end is like they have a they're do they're trying to film this movie and there's like this super dangerous stunt they plan with a car and it's him and j michael vincent and i don't know was was j michael vincent was he airwolf yes Ah. to tie this kind of into comics there is this free comic giveaway i think of a jesse james is a dead man oh yeah 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 i saw the show show? i have seen have you ever seen a show where like it seems like Nothing really, actually, all that dangerous is yeah. gonna. Yeah, it's not really that. It's like he's gonna die. This no, he's not. He's it's not that dangerous. He's driving a car in the desert. I mean, yeah, he might kill someone else. Yeah, because he's he's I mean, he's wearing a helmet. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's probably not gonna die. More than like, I like. I really like Jesse Jesse James though. I I, I used to watch him on Monster Garage and. uh, Orange County, or not Orange County, uh, Which one of those? West Coast Choppers was his shop. West Coast Choppers. Yeah. Do you think with the economy, people have cut down on their... Custom motorcycles? Custom motorcycles? Ba- ba- yeah, the, the $200,000 vanity. Uh, you know, actually, we uh, whenever I worked at Sanford uh, doing Sharpie stuff, they were considering having uh, the Orange County guys do a, uh, uh, do a Sharpie chopper, and they are not cheap. No, no, I'd imagine the custom ones that, you know, by, by those guys have got to be two to three hundred, two to three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're, you're talking quarter of, quarter of a million dollars yeah. for, for one of the custom choppers. For a Sharpie motorcycle. A, sh- Sharpie. a Sharpie chopper. So, yeah. okay. I, I'm see, I saw that uh, John from John and Kate Plus 8 is having one done with, uh, with OCC. I, that was like the latest oh, episode. Just... Fuck off and die. Yeah, about it. I don't no, even know just what that is. All of you, go away. John and Kate plus eight. I have no idea. I've never watched the show in my life. Let's not talk. Let's okay, not let's talk not about John and Kate. Yeah, I, right. I have no idea what. Did it you guys? I don't know. Uh, to, to bring up a comic book, uh, did you guys read Mighty Avengers number twenty-five? Yes, I did actually. And I re- that came I, out last week, right? Yeah, or two I really weeks enjoyed it. I was complaining that I wasn't complaining. I was saying that I'd never really gotten into the Avengers. Like I'll pick up an Avengers book and. I'll read it for like four or five issues, and then I just kind of just, you know, get bored with I it. I get bored with it. Uh, I, I can on. see that. But I was very pleasantly surprised by the dance slot. I think Steven Segovia did the uh, penciling on it. I wish I had it in front of me, but it uh, it covers the Avengers team put together by Hank Pym. You know, and it's like a weird mix of the Vision and Hercules and uh, Amadeus Chow, and they're all in. Uh, they're all in Pim's lab, which has been separated from reality, and he's trying to save it. And he needs something from uh, from uh, Mr. Fantastic, 
who won't lend it to him because they still kind of think that Hank is a little like dangerous and a little unbalanced. And so they get in, they get into an argument, and there was really it was really well written. I thought it was like a really cool argument because you get to the moment where you know he really pisses off Hank Pym because Hank Pym is like this machine that you have that used to belong to me runs on Pym particles and. Mr. Fantastic is like, we both know that I mo know more about pim particles than you do. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, uh, Hank Pym's like, Hank's it's like, uh -uh, on. no, you didn't. He's like, it's on, bitch. <laughs> and then he turns off the monitor, and now they are hatching this plan to break into the Baxter building to steal back. Which I absolutely love that. Yeah. That I love that it's simply, there's not like a, a villain. It's a Norman Osborn. It's a, it's a heist. Not like it's a heist. It's basically a heist, heist movie. Yeah, yeah where they're nice. going to break into the Baxter building to steal back this machine that he he needs to save his like uh, his ultra dimensional lab that's off to the side. And yeah, you know, I've never thought that Hank Pym was that interesting of a character, but I kind of like how Slot has made it like, what if you were like the second smartest guy in, in the, the world, world but yeah. like the first smartest guy is really really smart. Well, what yeah. if yeah? What if you're the second smartest guy in the world, and nobody really took you seriously, seriously because yeah. you did some shit in your past that yeah. everybody just thinks of you in that way? Yeah, you know? and you were yeah. A that, giant that's man. that's the second smartest man in the world. Oh yeah, he beat his wife, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like you were totally lame characters, like uh, you built a killer robot. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you were Goliath. You were which Goliath. Is kind of, you were like twelve feet tall and kind of strong. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> not, not, like not really. No, you, you switched who you were like every forty issues. <laughs> it's like, pick so, one. Yeah, yeah, just, I'm Yellow Jacket now. Who are you? <laughs> you pick something. Now, have you, uh, um, were you reading it before that as far as the slot and how this team got together? No, I, I just I, picked it up as I, okay. I uh, David Price had actually said you should try out uh, Dan Slott's Mighty Avengers. Because I, I don't think I like Bendis's New Avengers. Ver, uh, his version of the Avengers. I mean, nothing, I don't think it's bad or anything. I think. I just can't get into it. Right. And he's had so much influence over how all those Avengers books have been that, like, I haven't been able to find one that I think is more uh, in sort of the style I like my superhero comics. Because I love uh, Bendis's like, non-superhero stuff, but I've never been all that enamored. I shouldn't say, I like his Daredevil. I don't like his team books. Yeah. yeah. All that, you know, all that much. So I, I really enjoyed uh, the slot version because I think it was a little closer to what I enjoy. So I was like, oh, this is an Avengers book that I can really, you know, I want to keep reading because the uh, sort of the style of it's uh, more uh, resonant with me. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Uh, you, were, you know, we were talking about Bendis on uh, 11 o'clock this week, and I would like to see him at some point take a turn on Fantastic Four because I think that is a small enough team book that it could be a very chatty book, but it's, it's, it's small enough that I, I don't think... The that only thing I really could see not working with it, though, is that I think with Fantastic do Four, yeah. you have to, like, have really huge things going on. Yeah. Or, because that's always where the Fantastic Four gets boring, is when someone's like, yeah, it's all about family drama. But yeah, it's about family drama at the same time as you're in the negative zone. Yeah. You know, it's not just... The ultimate nullifier needs to come in at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's got to be kind of big and cosmic at points to balance against the family drama, because that's really how... That works, and I would almost think that Bendis would maybe make it too family drama-ish without the. I mean, it's not the most well known for like the high-paced action, you know, like right. su super action portion. I liked what McDuffie did with it because he did balance all that stuff. I thought 
uh, very well with the the family, but also having them do sort of like crazy scientific no, things I, at the same time. I really like McDuffie's run yeah. on Fantastic Four, especially and Paul Pelletier. Yeah, uh, his art was awesome. Uh, I, I love him on Guardians. Oh, we're we're passing uh, Six Flags, uh, yep. Great America, by the way. So uh, up in they got rid Green. of the shockwave. Did they? Yeah. Too dangerous. People were dying. Yeah. Well, um, the guy that played Zach on Saved by the Bell died on it. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Where people would call, it would say, would there'd always be rumors like <laughs> right, these urban stupid legend. fucking urban. Like, who cares? Zach from Saved by the Bell. It would either be someone from Saved by the Bell, or it would be like one of the girls <laughs> on. Um, what was that show with Bob Saget with the uh, Full House? House. Full House. House. Which, like, by the way, I heard uh, uh, what's his name from Full House, the the good looking guy. Oh, John Stamos. John Stamos. Uh, Dave Coulier. He's trying to get a yeah, Dave Coulier, <laughs> yeah, the good looking Dave Coulier. He fits Coulier. what I think you think of the Yeah, man. he's a good looking guy, blonde, you know, square jawed. Uh, he uh, he's trying to put together um, a Full House feature film. What? Oh God! Yes. No, no I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not kidding. What did Rebecca take him that bad in the I, divorce? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You gotta get this Full House movie rolling <laughs> <laughs> before the before the twins waste away to nothing. Before the twins die. <laughs> Back to uh, Bendis. Now you know he, it's funny because you're talking about like cosmic mixing the cosmic with the sort of drama, yeah. you know character drama stuff, and I think he's actually in powers over the last year or so yeah, yeah, he's sort see, of yeah. he's sort of done that but I don't know that it's worked all that well um, or m- maybe it, it's worked at times but Powers is a book that's very much for whatever reason works uh, to his strengths of of dealing with these characters in sort of well, yeah. weird situations I mean that's the cool thing about those creator own type I mean yeah. of course it does but see he, he made he, it yeah he can do whatever <laughs> so he wants yeah, so it, it works uh, very well to his but he's tried to expand that that you know sort of the mythology of that book and expand like where things go with it and and it's gone from being like an interesting character in in uh, uh, the main character Pil- uh, Pilgrim no that's Dana Pilgrim yeah. Walker uh, from being a guy that used to be a superhero who's now just a cop to now he's you know like the cosmic superhero. Thing and it, it's just sort of weird. It's you know it, it's taken it away from what it originally was a bit, and I don't know that it was has been that successful. Are you successful. looking forward to the relaunch? Uh, I, I'm looking forward to any powers that'll come yeah. out. But uh, I saw that CB was uh, tweeting about that that he and uh, Omin and Bendis have been talking plotting and that kind of stuff. So it's well, I'll tell you one thing. I know Scotty would fucking draw powers in a heartbeat if uh, if Omin doesn't want to do it. <laughs> but I think Omi will probably. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start a free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com forward slash aroundcomics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Plans start from as low as $4.99 per month, and you can keep each movie as long as you want with no late fees ever. Netflix has free shipping both ways, and you can expect your next selection to be delivered in about one business day. Now watch some movies and TV series over the internet for no extra charge. I use this service with my Xbox 360 and personal laptop and love it. So head over to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics and get started with your free trial today. I'm a rambling man. 
pick up uh, we'll pick up some powers talk in a little bit uh, uh me being the idiot that i am forgot to pick up batteries so uh well, you so had a lot of things to bring i know where the bratwurst and I, i'm the chef today so chef so yeah uh, tom, tom took care of the tickets sal's driving i was supposed to take care of food and the recorder but uh i figured that you guys would be more upset with me if i had forgotten the food but had batteries so, well, I forgot sausages, but I brought all these double A batteries. <laughs> yeah. oh, Great. Fuck you. Eat up. Yeah. So, uh, so we're gonna grab some batteries and uh, and get to the park. We'll uh, continue the uh, the comics or Smokey and the Bandit talk. Yeah. In just a little bit. Eastbound. I want to hear Eastbound and Down on this episode. Eastbound and Down. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe here's the musical break yeah. then. We can uh, <laughs> we can pick up after the game. Do another like half hour. Yeah. 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 Minutes, yeah. All right. Go Sox. Go Brewers. Go baseball. Fuck the Cubs. Fuck the Fuck Cubs. The Cubs. <laughs> well, I'm eastbound and down, loading up and trucking. We gonna do what they say can be done. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run. Not keep your football on the pedals. Something else mind. All right, we have batteries. We're back. The uh, game's over. Game we, is over. Yes. We ate good. We drank m- m- many beers. Fuck Manny Parra. <laughs> Tom is upset. Manny Parra owes me the, uh, the money I paid for those tickets. Not only did he suck, but I sat in a section of entirely White Sox fans. <laughs> it was great. It was like a night. It was my, like my worst nightmare. It was like it was like Comiskey Park North. It was like the oh, U.S. Cellular North. Don't say kind of. that. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it like I was just I was very impressed with how much uh, how many White Sox fans were there. White I was, Sox traveled well. I was amazed uh, how many White Sox. I mean, the whole outfield or the you know the bleacher section we were in was pretty much White Sox fans, which was for me it was a lot of fun. Hey, there's some more White Sox fans. Hey, hey. And the guy in a Nick Swisher jersey buying fireworks is not and, a surprise. And now because we're in Wisconsin, we are going to stop <laughs> for uh, for fireworks. fireworks. Hell yeah. I'm Ed Brubaker, and when I'm not killing Foggy Nelson, I like to accidentally delete off my desktop the Around Comics podcast. Like, there's guy like I like I got brother-in-laws that like look, you know, they're like pyromaniacs and look. I'm never, I was never that big into fireworks, but my kids will, you know, they will love the fact that I got fireworks. So, fi- so fireworks have been secured. Got, uh, yeah, I got some heavy ordnance. We got there was, I had to look around this place for yeah. like. Stuff that I thought was safe enough to be around. You didn't get the seven hundred and forty dollar New York Harbor package that they were offering. <laughs> oh, no, I did not. I mean, that looked that looked scary. It looked dangerous. That looked real. There was stuff in there that it, I, it was us and every other White Sox fan from yeah, Chicago stopped in that place. High, ex- ex- high explosives. <laughs> For people that don't know, you can't buy fireworks legally in the state of Illinois. Right. So. It looked like everyone from Chicago was stopping here on it's the like Illinois. We're in Vegas. <laughs> Anything goes. Anything. Yeah, what happens in Wisconsin stays in Wisconsin. Yeah, and, and you uh, and, and you actually have a you have a permit now to fire off in, fireworks. In the city of uh, wherever we're at, wherever whatever we're at. Racine or, or Racine, whatever. Receive. Whatever fireworks, whatever town we're in, that you can light off fireworks. Yeah, now. I can light off. Anything. Just pull over. I think. Yeah, I think we should maybe just pull over and start lighting off fireworks for the hell of it. I no, have a permit. I have. Yeah, hey, have four dollar permit. permit, which is bullshit. Because, come on, 
You're not going to fire him here. Yeah, and they know that. There's just <laughs> a way for them to get $4 from yeah. you. Like, isn't the $70 I just spent on fireworks enough? No, you need no. got that cheap, bucks. man. We got to soak you. Yeah, I know. Trust me, we know how to... You, uh, you fibs. <laughs> I'll tell you what, for 70 bucks, I bought a lot. I got man. some, yeah, I got some, I could blow up a car probably. <laughs> I'm, I am I a bought. little uncomfortable being the one sitting closest <laughs> to the fireworks. I feel like there's a, yeah, a slight chance I might get hurt. It's one of these. I, they had like serious fireworks, like $200 packages where you just light a fuse and walk away. And you'll get hurt. Yeah, there was some. There was some crazy, like ninety. There was one thing that was basically a Roman candle, but it was about the diameter. You know, it was probably like four or five inches in diameter, and it was a hundred and ninety-six shots. Yeah. That's like, I would just get bored. I would just bam, be like, bam, 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 bam. When I was a kid, somebody, one of my friends, had gotten a hold of like a brick of of firecrackers and like hung it in the woods and lit it. I shit you not, the thing went on for just, it seemed boring, like forever. Man. Yeah, it just got boring. It's like, oh, geez. When I was a kid, my grandfather got a grocery bag of bottle rockets, and we were lighting up bottle rockets, and then he got bored, and all the parents were inside, and he's like, this is what I'm going to do, and he threw a book of matches into the grocery bag and told us all to run. <laughs> so, like, this Holy grocery bag of fire, of bottle rockets just shooting everywhere, and we're all like, yeah, yeah, hiding behind trees. is like, well, I, I got, yeah. I, I got a pretty good... When I, when I was a kid, my dad had gone either to Indiana or Wisconsin. I don't remember which one. He had gotten literally like a garbage bag. It was a black one of these garbage bag. Paradise type yeah. states where anything goes. Anything happens. <laughs> it's like international waters. Yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is like is, international waters. <laughs> but he bought like a garbage bag full of, of different you know fireworks, yeah. a huge assortment of stuff. And we're out Fourth July, and we're outside, and he he would go out to the street and light stuff off in the street. And the bag was sitting on our front porch, and you know we're out there, and he's lighting stuff off, lighting stuff off, and we're kind of all standing by the porch, and he's going out to the street lighting it. Well, he lights off some sort of rocket, and this thing fucking beelines into the bag of fireworks <laughs> where we're all standing, and yeah, it just starts. It does. Yeah, it just fucking went off everywhere, and it, it was hilarious. I mean, it was scary as hell at first but you know afterwards we laughed our asses off about it but it was just funny i mean i mean the thing just straight shot right into the bag of fireworks i i should have brought this couldn't have aimed it better no i should have brought this up earlier but have you guys ever read like um in the 80s you know with the big uh black and white comics boom there was all those like biography comics about sports stars there i have i bought for my friend a copy of the ricky henderson comic book terribly drawn and like just the most pretentious like sort of like he talks about uh in order to steal second base you have to get there first with your mind and then (laughs) but it was all part of that 80s like black and white boom where everyone was coming up with all these weird black and white comics so it's like called the diamond series and it's all these baseball i think jose canseco has one and like uh, it, it, it is one of the worst drawn comics. Kind of like a Barack, uh, Barack Obama comic. Yeah, well, that may, <laughs> I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't remember that Ricky Henderson was, uh, everyone was putting Ricky Henderson on the co- covers of their comics in the 80s. There's that Justice League issue. He sold, where, he sold comics, man. Yeah, it was like Kevin McGuire thing where everyone's looking up at the camera and not many people remember, but in the background, Ricky Henderson's also a member of the Justice League. <laughs> Not many people remember. Not many people remember that Ricky Henderson was in the Justice League in the '88. Yeah, brief. I mean, he left almost. He got in a fight with Booster Gold. Saying you got a problem. 
Well, he kept saying Ricky doesn't want to. Ricky doesn't want to fight the Ocean Master, and everyone was like, "Who's Ricky?" Yeah, I'm. I'm Ricky. I'm Ricky. Ricky doesn't want to fight the. That that's Aquaman's villain. Ricky's Ricky the greatest superhero of all time. Yeah, Ricky's the greatest hero of all time. Ricky ain't gonna fight the Ocean Master. Uh, bring on. Bring on Lex Luthor. Bring on Lex. Uh, Ricky Henderson don't respect Lex Luthor. Ricky's the greatest. Imagine if Ricky Henderson was a superhero. You cover a lot of ground. He's like the Flash. He would be a speedster, yeah. His connection definitely. to the Speed Force. I'd like to see a uh, DC Comics crossover with Barry Allen and Ricky Henderson from like the race. 19. The race with him racing to first base. Oh, I did like, you know, we didn't talk about this book on our last episode, but. Uh, I thought there's a guy in a parachute. Oh, awesome. Man, I'm telling you, what happens Wisconsin in Wisconsin is insane. It's like we're in the fucking Wizard of Oz here. <laughs> it's crazy. Wisconsin is great. I'm moving. You can get I'll fireworks. Be Parking lots, drinking dudes in parachutes, <laughs> dropping out of the what fucking the sky fuck? into a field. Where did he even come from? I don't even see a plane. <laughs> There's a guy in a parachute landing in a field near us, within a mile. Oh, he's coming down fast. <laughs> he's, he's, he's cruising. What the he's hell is that? He, uh, promotion he's he's parachuting into Mar the Mars Cheese Castle. <laughs> <laughs> no. I tell you, man, that this, is the weirdest. It's international waters here. <laughs> Anything happens insane. in Wisconsin. But uh, I was gonna say uh, the Flash Rebirth issue three. Yeah, I really oh, liked that was, the that was race. That was charity. Yeah, that, that, those races were for charity. Clark. That was and, my favorite one so far, actually. Yeah. I really? really liked it. Yeah. You know, I thought this was the most sparse of the three. It's like the first issue was just jam packed, art wise yeah. and story wise, and the second issue has been my favorite because the story. It, it seems like it. It kind of spaced out a little bit, and and the art spaced out a little bit. This one seemed very sparse in comparison to, to even I, that. I think this was the closest probably to what people wanted Barry to act like. Yeah. Right. Where he right. was like, I'm just gonna run and I can't be here anymore. I can't I'm gonna kill I'm gonna pretty much kill myself again because I can't be around. But I really like the scenery is like I have to remember Iris if nothing else happens. Yeah, I was, gotta remember Iris is the one thing I have to remember. As, as long as I remember Iris. Iris I'll it's be okay, okay yeah. I'll be okay. And it was like, oh, he forgot her, you know, when he got into it, and then, you know, Reverse Flash shows up. I mean, obviously, it's so weird because I saw people guessing who the villain was, and then you see Reverse Flash, you're like, of, cor of course, of course it's Reverse, it's reverse Flash, Flash right. you know, like, the his ultimate arch-rival. Spoilers, oh, is, he, is he dead? Was well, yeah, he's been dead. He's, he's showing up since him, then. All the, he, he's time travels, you know, oh, so, okay. yeah, so he can be we've seen him since right, he's right, died right, right. because he's time travel so you always have that he can show up before so what, he's been dead like at the, at the end of the book his comment was don't you see what I've done I put to your you life I put, in reverse well so he's sort of put this all in motion with I think he's responsible for Barry's parents being a mother being dead I think at some point what's good what the story is going to be is that reverse flash went back and killed killed and that's what's changed is that he went back and did that and that hasn't always been true but reverse flash like targeted his parents like at some point uh, and it's gone Fra back and like messed his, with yeah framed it's dad. gone back and messed with Barry's history oh that makes sense okay which would okay. be sort of really it would be really weird but I think very interesting to have a time travel character do that like yeah. go like I'm gonna mess with your history because then the what he did sort of made Barry the Flash anyway you know Barry it's like Barry's destined to become the Flash no matter what. But what I was wondering is, like, what did he have? Did he have something to do with Barry becoming the 
Black Flash. I think so. I think it's gonna... I think you're gonna see... Because always the thing with Reverse Flash, uh, he was very, like, manipulative of, like, moving things around. Right, like, right. Well, is he, is he Reverse Flash or is he Professor Zoom? I get, either one. Okay, I get the... I get confused. Professor Zoom and Reverse Flash are the same. Same guy. He's obsessed, obsessed with Barry. So, I was like, oh, yeah, of course it makes sense that it's Reverse Flash then. Oh, yeah. But I really like that scene with, with, uh, with... Barry and, and and Clark running and Clark oh, yeah. saying, "Hey, I've, I've won some of the. I've even won some of the. I've raced you before, Barry, and I, I even won some. Those were for charity." charity. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and he just takes off. I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah like, come on, bye bye." Um, you know that was actually you. You had mentioned it, Tom, that uh, someone had talked to Jeff Johns in either a panel or an interview and asked him point blank, "Are we going to see the return of Professor Zoom, the original?" and yeah, he was like, no, Professor Zim's dead. He's dead. dead. Barry, yeah. snapped, Barry snapped his neck. Barry snapped so, his neck. He's dead. Yeah, it's interesting that, yeah. well, here he is. So. Professor Zoom is involved. So I, I, I was obviously going to be Professor Zoom in the end was going to be the... But I, I just, I, I've still enjoyed it. I think, uh, I, I find it intriguing. Still for the same reasons, like I said. It's different from Green Lantern Rebirth because... No, um, not a lot of people wanted Barry to come. People weren't clamoring, well, so it's very different. And and you know, I found myself. I've li- I like the third issue a lot too. Yeah. And I found myself wondering, like, you know, is Barry going to be back yeah. at the end of this? Is he actually going to be back, or is it you know, is it, is it just something sort of you know, John setting something right in his mind with Barry and and then sending him back to where you know yeah. to to nowhere you know. Uh, I don't know. That's what at least that's what I keep thinking. It's like, well, is he going to be back at the end of this? Will he actually? I think it was. I also think it was good I to have him. Be. I think it was good to have him interact with a lot of other characters. Yeah. Because I think that had been lacking in the first two issues. So you know that, like, he. I mean, when he's he's going to run off, he's going to pretty much kill himself, and he doesn't want to say goodbye again because he said right. he couldn't. He can't do it. He can't go through that again. So he's yep. going to just run into the speed force and end this whole thing. I thought it was definitely the issue with the most sort of character in yeah. it of Barry, like, you know, revealing the most character of Barry. And, you know, because quite honestly, I don't know Barry Allen all that yeah. well. I've read some of the showcase and stuff, but it's not like, you know, I, yeah. I've i read a ton of Silver Age Barry Allen stories, so yeah. I don't know. The, and, and even like you said before, even if you have read that much, it's not like there's not, was there wasn't that much, character. yeah, there wasn't that much to him anyway, so. And, yeah, fuck Clark. Of course, Flash could always beat the, the Superman in a, in a foot race. Yeah, I do like the idea that Johns is just like, yeah, no, this is how it's The Flash be. would beat Flash Superman. Flash crushes Superman in a foot he race. He is the fastest Best man alive. He was yeah. being nice. You know. for charity. It was, those were for charity. Yeah. Boom. Takes off. Now, that was the biggest nerd moment where I was like, yes, of course, Flash would beat Superman in a race easily. Yeah, I, I mean, to. I enjoyed it. Not, like I said, I'm not, you know, it's just the idea that, hey, they've, there's always been that thing of who's faster, the Flash or Superman. Yeah. And oh, now now, now passing the Mars Cheese Castle. Yep. On the way back. You want to stop and get some cheese, cheese sausage? Some, cheese, some hickory smoked sausage, Ooh. some country cured ham and bacon. Bob and Nelson, Wisconsin cheese. <laughs> you can get anything in Wisconsin. You know, we get enough Wisconsin Cocaine cheese. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> okay, co- fireworks. You want a parachute out of a plane into a field? Full of fireworks? $25. <laughs> anything goes in Wisconsin, my friend. <laughs> It is like we, we get enough. We it's get the enough. Vegas of the, oh, dead deer on the road. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. We we get enough Wisconsin cheese in Chicago. We don't have to go real far for it. So. Yeah. Anyway, you know. 
It's God's country up here, my friend. Anything <laughs> goes. You want to shoot somebody? I actually spent a, a, a good deal of my summers as a youth in Wisconsin. We used to go to a place uh, called Green Lakes, which is like a campground place. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you where it is now, but we went up there every year in the summer for probably 10 years of my life. I always liked Wisconsin a lot, man. It's, I mean, we kind of rail on it or whatever, but it is a pretty, pretty, some pretty land and lots of water and it's definitely uh, beer. People are chilled out. People are chilled out. Lots of beer. Appreciation for encased meats. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's the one great thing about Wisconsin is that if there's an event and you can drink outdoors, everyone in Wisconsin will drink out. (laughs) They will be there. Tailgate, yeah. I mean, like any excuse to drink outside. (laughs) I mean, at the baseball, you know, people set up tents. Everyone, you know, everyone's there. It's, we have to sit outside and drink. That was some anything. crazy fun tailgating before the game. That yeah, was, it was the best was, part. We saw keg stands. Guys had a, a keg, and we're doing keg yeah, stands. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> some people should keep their shirts on in public. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy and ha- invested heavily in that like sleeve, like tattoo of like that snake. Wear a sleeve of shirt. You yeah, know, if you really want to yeah, show it off. Yeah, don't take your entire shirt off. Maybe <laughs> five years ago or like ten years ago, you were like built for that, but this is not, not the anymore. time in your life where you should be doing that anymore, my oh, friend. Oh, and I see that we see uh, that we've got the Wisconsin uh, Highway Patrol is making sure to get all the Sox fans on the uh, way out yeah. of town. Oh, there's some empty con- some containers of alcohol. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. And you Wisconsin's thought you made it to the border. Yeah, I'm afraid not, son. That not lenient. <laughs> uh, did you guys read Chew? I did. Number one? I did. Yeah. We talked about yeah, this yeah. a little bit. It's last sold week. out. I can't find it. It was awesome. It was good. At it first, re- I wasn't sure about it, but I did re- end up really liking it. It reminded me a little of Casanova and that it was sort of a weird mix of stuff because it has that absurdness to it because, it, you know, chicken is outlawed. Yeah. Because of the, like, I, you know, I t- it took me a little while to understand that. Like, yeah. Are they using chicken ever as a reference to drugs? And then, it, and then I'm like, oh no! It's like an abs- sort of an absurdity. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. But I, I really liked that about that book because I was thinking a lot about it. I think like some it, comics are so jo- genre defined. You know, like right. this is a crime comic. This is a superhero comic. This is a uh, like a mystery comic. This is a horror comic that comic. I really like. It mixed like humor and it had. A little bit of cop stuff, a little bit of science fiction, and it had like a weird mix. A little horror, a little a little horror, horror and like the art reminded me like a touch at times of uh, Gabriel Ba. Yes. Like a, you know, but not like a not. I shouldn't say like a rip. I like no, just no, no. It was reminiscent just, at times of like sort of like the, a looseness to. And the I think again the absurdity. There were parts yeah. where where things were just sort of absurd. And I don't you know. They're exaggerated. There are yeah. things that were exaggerated and, and, and stretched if out. If you don't know what it's about, it's about a, a detective who, when he eats something, knows everything about what he's just eaten. So, like, if he eats an apple, he knows the tree it came from. He knows the truck it was in. If he eats a cow, he knows about the cow that got killed. If he eats a cow. If he eats a hamburger, he knows <laughs> about the cow up. that got killed. You know, so he sees the images in his mind. And uh, they're staking out a illegal chicken shack. And chicken has been outlawed because yeah. of bird flu. Yeah, bird flu. So, so he goes in and they're eating, and um, the guy that made the soup cut himself, and there's a little bit of blood in it, so he eats it, and he eats the soup and sees all these people that the um, the sous chef has killed as, like, a serial killer. Yeah. So, like, they bust in, and 
he gets a job working for the FDA as like uh, to hunt down criminals involving and food. And the FDA is much more like the FBI. Yeah, yeah, and out. it's like a more of a like shield almost. It's, right? run, it's run by a very strange sort of uh, uh, mustachio. Must, man. Yeah, yeah, very very extravagant kind of guy who talks fancy and yeah. And, uh, I I. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed it too. And like you said, it did have a, that absurdity too. You weren't sure what could or couldn't happen. So, so it's really a a world that they just drop you right in the middle of, and, yeah. and it's oh, yeah. just like catch up cool. and start, yeah, hit the hit the floor running with it. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was cool. it was really good. It's, it's a, it was a fun little comic. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely something different. I mean, it was uh, you, for as many comics as we see out there that are sort of the same cookie cutter kind of thing this was something out there you know completely out there oh, and weird. yeah and weird. you know we're finally it seems like a couple years ago there was a dip in comics like that but now we're starting to see stuff like chew and proof which i think was a different kind of com- i mean it's very very derivative of of hellboy and the x-files but it's a different kind of series and and chew definitely has that feel of something that is new and different and very inventive so yeah, it's 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 nice to see that that there's some some very cool inventive stuff coming out again. It seemed like there was a little bit of a, a dip for yeah. Well, you had you know you had the Casanovas and the you know uh, well, God, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, Umbrella you know, Academy. Umbrella Academy, yeah. and that's you know a lot of a lot of really inventive, interesting new stuff that came out a couple of years ago, and then yeah, in the last year and a half or two years, like we were talking about this not too long ago. It's like you know when was the last time something really new and original came out? It really blew you away. And it had, it had been a while, but. Right, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, for Umbrella Academy is probably the, the last thing that really blew me away. Really took a, What modern uh, baseball player do you think should should they bring back comics about baseball players? Who today yeah, would, would be? Uh, oh, Jose Canseco. New one. Oh, of course. Oh, they should do. There should be a new one about uh, Jose Canseco and all steroids. They should do a steroid <laughs> comic about baseball. Uh, Isn't it weird that there was a time where? Like someone thought that was profitable, so like make baseball a, comic books? make a oh. comic biography about baseball players. Well, yeah. that, that was at a time whenever they were selling like three million copies of you know, Young comic. Blood, and, and everybody was buying any sort of any sort I'm of. I'm gonna comic. get this Ricky Henderson comic. Well, I think it, it, you've seen in the history of comics over and over again of of you know there's a for whatever reason there seems to be a large group of people in comics that are opportunists no. and are more than willing to jump on anything if they think that it'll sell an issue what? of a comic book so well, I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way no, necessarily I just mean you know you for whatever in, in you go back to you know the beginning of comics you know and it, 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 that's what it was was like hey let's some take issues, some my friend yeah we gotta sell issues so it's like anything to stand out anything to you know make, you know that you see the Barack Obama thing now it's like well five, but six, the, seven. the political comics you see the Barack and Michelle Obama yeah, and, whatever and people are Sarah interested Palin in Sarah Palin comics they're I gotta they're, sell I gotta sell comics I'll there's an Oprah Winfrey comic coming out what it, it also it also lends itself to it because you know what you can you know it's like it, it's not like a movie or a TV show or a book it's like you can produce a Barack Obama comic book pretty quickly and cheaply and get it out there and sell a shitload of copies of it, you know? So it's like, it's like you know, it's like smiley face yeah. stuff. Or, you know, <laughs> you, you just jump Barack on something. Barack the Barbarian. And Barack the Barbarian. 
I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it's the bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> there's, there's probably more. Their dog's gonna appear in Lockjaw in the uh, Pet, Pet Avengers, Pet Avengers which I think is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> good bow. Good Bo. on. <laughs> what is it? Good on you, uh, Chris so, Eliopoulos. Yeah, it's gonna put bow. It's gonna show up, which I think is. Obama. 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 It's gonna show up, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, what baseball player would I? Uh, I, I don't know that any of them are very interesting, quite honestly, other than the guys that that do stupid shit. Yeah, steroid guys, Conseco's. It's funny with Conseco now, because it's like, he came out, yeah, he and, and was doing everybody's steroids. doing steroids, and everybody said, no, 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 he's, he's full, of, full shit. of shit, he's just trying to sell books. And, and then it right. kind of turns out, yeah, that he wasn't lying. But <laughs> oh, was, but he's still full of shit. But hey, not on the but steroid. Not on that. Yeah, if not you that. go hunting for sharks with an underwater machine gun... You're, you're always t- I mean, he's a straight shooter, yeah. Jose. Jose. I don't know that Jose's necessarily full of shit. He's just, he's like one of those guys that is delusional about himself. He's you know, stupid. he's so like, yeah, he's kind of <laughs> stupid, and he's been, you know, he's been pampered and given everything for so long that he thinks that anything that comes into his head or out of his mouth is brilliant because people have been telling him that for so long. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he, you know, he's been idolized and worshipped for so long. I, at some point, at one point, lo- this was a long time ago, I used to feel bad for Jose Canseco uh, because I thought he was a phenomenal baseball player at one time and just, but just kind of an idiot that, yeah. you know, couldn't, you kind know. Kind of adult. Kind of adult, yeah. But, you know, he was on the White Sox. He, he was, was actually pretty nice. I was, saw a guy in a Can- White Sox nice Canseco jersey when I went to the bathroom. Right? Did you? Yeah, I said, nice Canseco jersey. And he was like, yep. Yeah. 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 He told me about the uh, the bathroom that didn't have the huge lines. Oh well, see. Because there's the bathroom closest to us, and I was like, oh, I walked out. I was like, God, there's a huge line. He's like, tell you what, man, there's another bathroom over there underneath those stairs, like farther <laughs> over. There. So I walked over with the guy there. You want to come with jersey. me? You want, you want to come over there with it me? It was a little. It, it was a little weird. And I was like, oh, thanks for the heads up. He's like, yep, yeah, no problem. These yeah. can do. I'm still I'm still kind of shocked by the guy that had the Cubs shirt and the Yankees hat. Oh yeah. What oh, was he thinking? What an gross. asshole. What what, I don't really I mean, yeah, I don't really care. Like I don't care that much about Cubs fans, whatever. But yeah, to wear a Cubs hat or a Cubs shirt and a Yankees hat Are you just to trying? a White Sox and Brewers game. Are you trying to get beat up? And what? he had a small child with him. Using using the kid as a shield. That guy's just an don't asshole. Use don't use that baby shield. Like we saw we saw a lot of guys wearing like weird combinations. Yeah, what you saw pirates and a Phillies or yeah, someone was wearing a Brewers T-shirt and a Pirates hat. That's just odd. What? What? They don't match. Yeah, that's just weird. I don't get that. What's at your all. favorite? Uh, do you have a uh, favorite fictional sports uh, team from uh, comic books? There's a few. Favorite fictional sports team? Oh, the Gotham Knights. Uh, Gotham. <laughs> Gotham Knights. The Gotham I like Knights. the Central City Combines hockey team. And they play in the NHL in the DC universe. God, I honestly don't think I could come up with. Can't one. come up yeah, with anything. I don't, uh, I don't know. Metropolis has the uh, what the? What are the Metropolis stars? When Pizmoon Fifty Two was coming out, they had that yeah, online yeah, thing yeah. where they would show the standings. The, Cub, the Cubs beat them in the World Series or something. Yeah. Didn't they? Uh, Metropolis night? No. Was it stars or something? Or yeah, it was something like that. I thought that was really cool. But I yeah. thought that whole Fifty Two website was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a, a cool idea. I'm trying to think of any. Remember when that came out and how 
how awesome 52 was and how innovative it was that it was going to be coming out every week and they would have like weather reports and it would follow the seasons and it was yeah. basically yeah, they didn't real really time follow up on it too well on the website and, and all that stuff but you know it's, hey i got it's one the uh the harlem globetrotters <laughs> my <laughs> favorite company yeah that's <laughs> that doesn't count washington doesn't... generals my friend man they're due God. They're due for a win, hey, baby. Those Washington Generals are due for a win. Someday. Have you ever one. seen a Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, absolutely. Game? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I went to one when I was a kid. Yeah, it was it was a blast. That's yeah. like the you know, the originals with uh, with Curly. Yeah, and that's yeah. What, yeah. Well, my dad would just yell at the Generals. Why aren't you playing defense? <laughs> You're Stop them! Pull your pants down You're again. Pull your pants down. Someone <laughs> a fall. No layups. Yeah, you guys know uh, Bob Gibson pitched for the for the Cardinals. Never heard. of he played basketball at Creighton University and, and baseball. It's Creighton and University a real school? Creighton. Is that like Cleveland Institute no, of Technology? No, no yeah. Cre- Creighton. Okay. It's, it's a private school. I'll Creighton. take your word. Creighton is a very, is a very, respected. very, very respected. St. Louis school? No, it's uh, oh. Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, oh okay. That's why I don't know what it is. And um, he, uh, I guess like his first job out of college was playing for Making the, confetti? No, he was playing. No, no, he played. He he was a, a fantastic basketball player. Played for the Harlem Glo- Glo- Globe Trotters and hated playing for them because he was such a competitor and he hated. The games weren't real. He hated the rigged games. You know, games. for a while, the Washington Generals have won games. That sounds like a bullshit story. The it's Washington Journal. Yeah, that sounds like a story. That, that sounds like some somebody makes up, made up, or that Bob Gibson made yeah. up like, later I, on. I was you know. so competitive. Yeah. I couldn't I play couldn't, for the Globe I could not play for the Globe Trotters. <laughs> I was too competitive. That sounds like bullshit. Uh, uh, not many people know this, but Robin Young played played for the Globe Trotters. He was the only white. <laughs> oh, the Globe Trotters. shut he up! He made seventy five <laughs> points in a game. Wow! Shut up! Holy and, uh, yeah. We're passing uh, Six Flags Great America again on yeah, our way yeah. home. Yeah, and he did it all while um, wearing a tuxedo in a game. Wow. Yeah, yeah but he was super impressive. competitive, so he quit. Yeah. Look uh, it up! Look it up! I will look up Bob Gibson. God, Bob Gibson played for the Harlem Globetrotters. Up. You know, the t- you know Nelly Fox was uh, a goalie for an IHL team oh, at gosh. one time? Oh, my. He, uh, oh, my. He started... Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys ready to wrap this Bob one up? Yeah. No, all right. I think that ended it. All right. It's true. Look it up. Go to Wiki. That doesn't make wiki it true. Then. No, you're going to go home and add that to the wiki yeah. before they... Bob Gibson was so Like I said, I'm sure it's play. true if you ask Bob Gibson, but I'm sure... Did you ever play you know. in uh, the uh, for the Harlem Glover? Oh, yeah, but I had to quit because I'm too competitive. Yeah, that yeah, was a story that came out in, like, the 70s when nobody checked facts, and <laughs> it was, you yeah. couldn't really tell whether it was true or not. Everything was a lie. Yeah. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed our second annual oh, road trip episode. Yes, there are deer oh, over there. Yeah, deer like and parachutes. I love Wisconsin. Uh, next year, tentatively, we may be going to St. Louis, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here over the next uh, uh, like baseball season and off season. We could do like four episodes. Oh yeah, we could do like a month's worth of episodes, I'll easy. So anyway, thanks again for uh, listening to the road trip episode. Come back next week for uh, an all new episode where we'll be back. Actually, we won't be back at our home. Uh, next time uh, we record, will be at Challengers, yeah. I believe. So, uh, yeah. so it's going to be uh, a couple episodes before we're back at Dark Tower. But uh, uh, anyway, we'll be back next Monday with an all new episode. In the meantime, in between, time. In, betu- in between, go White Sox. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll be everywhere in yeah. and around. Well, I found out long ago. It's a long way out of
views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.